Thanks for listening to our Legacy Church podcast. We hope that today's message helps you in your walk with Christ and you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com. Just to sense the presence of God, even this moment, I'm, I'm sensing it as I speak about it. Um, when I first walked in the door, I could feel the Holy Spirit. When they put me in this uh, lunchroom and uh, what was the uh, the uh, teachers' lounge, uh, and then they left me, and I started looking at the walls, and, and the walls were saying things like "Think big," you know, "Look to your future," and so on and so forth. I, I mean, the the destiny and the purpose that I sense on this church. It, it, Listen, eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, not even have you even imagined in your mind or your heart the things, let me rephrase, the great things God has for this people. Can I tell you something? A blind person could see the destiny on this place. A deaf person could hear the destiny on this church. I was trying to remember last time I came here, I, I prophesied, I couldn't remember, but, but I do remember that, that there, there would be a shift. And I'm telling you something, I sense a shift in the force. <laughs> Is that okay to say? The force is with us. <laughs> and it's the Holy Spirit, Amen. And I know the Holy Spirit is a person. But today I want to talk to you, literally, I guess, about, and this wasn't in my notes, but you have what people need. You have it. And they need it. The world is in a desperate place. I, I can just imagine, I'm not even going to look at my notes today or, or work off them, but I should give it some attempt. <laughs> but it is God's desire for the church to grow. You can go back to the book of Genesis, and you always go back to the beginning, and God said, be fruitful, be fruitful, the Holy Spirit, fruitful, and what? Multiply. multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. And so it's God's plan, God's purpose, his desire for the church to grow. Amen? Amen. Let me rephrase that now. Because are we in agreement? And before Jesus left, before Jesus ascended, at the end of his life, one of his greatest concerns for the apostles were, number one, that they would receive the Holy Spirit. But then number two, that they would grow the church. Now, now it doesn't say grow, but it says go. Go into Jerusalem. Go into Judea. Go into Samaria. Go into all the earth and preach the gospel. Preach the good news. In other words, grow the church. And... Uh, I, I struggle with this a little bit and, and kind of say, you know, theologically, is it, is it of interest to God to have churches grow? And I say yes. But I also know there is a tragedy that, that has taken place, maybe not so much in the last century, but in this century, that churches are not growing. Many times they're just staying the same or they're shrinking. And so I want you to know that there needs to be an expectation. If God had his way, let's say you're at 400 people, 
or 100 people, whatever church, if God has his way and he comes and he sees a church at 100 people, there is an expectation or at least his desire that if he comes back a year from now, there's more than 100. Not stayed at 100, not less than 100, but more than 100. And you can read about this principle in the talent, say, I gave you five. You multiply, gave you two, you multiply, hey, I gave you one, oh, you buried it, and you, you didn't grow it, you didn't, you didn't give an increase or, or a gain. And so Jesus, even the very, when he was just ascending, he said, first of all, he said, go to Jerusalem, and you will receive power from on high, the Holy Spirit. But can I tell you something? You have the Holy Spirit in this place. If I'm any type of barometer... I can sense the presence of God. In fact, the Holy Spirit is just, just washing over the congregation. Now, now maybe you don't, you don't sense it or you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't worry about that. I, I heard Pastor Ron's sermon last Sunday because I want to see where, where we're at, what we're doing, what's going on. And not to mention, he said, make sure you listen to last week's sermon. <laughs> but I did my sermon first. Of course, I'm not looking at it, <laughs> so forget that. <laughs> so I did my sermon first, and then last night, Pastor Ron, I had to be obedient, and I listened to the sermon. And, and my sermon is about sharing your faith. Yeah. Sharing, no, no, let me rephrase that. Don't share your faith. Share your testimony. Share what God has done in your life. You've got the Holy Spirit. Now, now he says, look, take the gospel to the whole earth. He said, but before you do that, do not even try to do that. Go to Jerusalem and wait for what? Power from on high. And we know they did that. And on the 50th day after Christ's death, Pentecost, 50, Penta, 50, the Holy Spirit fell in that room. And they received power from on high. Amen? And I want to tell you something. Whether you can sense it or not, there's power from on high in this room. This morning when we were worshiping, there was power from on high in this room. See, I have the Holy Spirit. Many of you have the Holy Spirit. So when there is a disturbance in the Holy Spirit, we, we sense it. But this room has power. I heard the testimonies of people coming down to the altar. And, and how one lady um, had a, a, an underdeveloped child in her womb. And how they kept her at the doctor three hours because they were amazed at what God had done in such a short time. In, in developing and growing and uh, furthering that, that child. Amen. Do you remember that testimony? I know it was a week ago. <laughs> For me, it was last night. I heard it last night. <laughs> and so you have the Holy Spirit. But could you imagine, now that up in that upper room, when the Holy Spirit fell, there were 120 people in that room. And that you need the Holy Spirit for the church to grow. But you also need something else. There has to be a go and a tell. And a testifying of what God hath done. They could have kept that Holy Spirit in that upper room and not gone down into the streets. And if they did it, 
The next day, they would have had 120 people in the upper room. But they didn't do that. They received the power from on high. And then they took their testimony and they brought it out into the streets and they told people. And when they took the testimonies of everything that had happened in their life, some of them were followers of Jesus, some of them walked with Jesus, some of them experienced miracles, some of them were healed by Jesus, and they take that, those testimonies into the street, people got saved. In one day, in one day, with the Holy Spirit, and with nothing more than their testimony, the Holy Spirit and their testimony, that's all they had. 3,000 people were added to the church that day. Come on. How's that for church growth? That's church growth. And we don't have to complicate it. It doesn't have to be a complicated thing. So, so we expect the church to grow, but it, it is a great co-mission. It's not God's job to grow the church. It's not your job to grow the church. It's a co-mission job to grow the church. You do your part, the Holy Spirit does his part. Amen? You do your part, what is your part? Just tell people what God has done in your life. I was blind, and now I see I had an underdeveloped child, and now it grows. Well, what, what, what scripture? What, look, I, I don't know. I just know what God did for me in my life. And if you want it, come with me Sunday morning, and you can have it too. God will change your life at the altar. God will change your life in the worship because the Holy Spirit is there. So it's a commission. You do your part, which is very easy. You don't have to be theological. You don't have to be real. You just have to tell people what God did for you. That's it. And you have to have the Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you something. You have the Holy Spirit. I was here this morning. I sensed the Holy Spirit, the presence of God. And so now, the key is that we have the Old Testament, the Old Testimonies, right? We have the New Testament, the New Testimonies, and, and we had some apostles, and we had the Holy Spirit. And those four things grew the church. The Holy Spirit, the Testimonies, and the people speaking the testimonies grows the church. I've never had a church, but, so, so call me an armchair theologian, but I've thought about this a lot. These, once you have, like, awesome worship, you've got it. Anointing. Awesome prayer warriors. Awesome pray, praying people. Awesome children's workers, and so on and so forth. The only thing missing at that point is telling people about it. Telling people what God has done in your life. Amen, church? Amen. So, you know what? Let's skip to uh, page four of my notes. Throw that away. 
page on statistics. <laughs> Churches don't grow, a lot of them. Isn't this true? Did, did, you know, in, at the turn of the century, last century from 1907 until the year 2000, spirit-filled Christianity grew by 750 million, million, million people. Now, now, prior to that, nobody had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It happened on Azusa Street. There was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. From that moment until the turn of the, the century, the new millennium, 750 million people were baptized with the Holy Spirit. It was a powerful, powerful century. We need to believe God for a powerful, powerful century again. But a lot of times what's happening, and, and I'll give you statistics, 4,000 churches will shut down in, in 2000 to 2010 per year, and only 1,000 are added. Now, in 2014, though, 4,000 were started and 3,700 uh, closed. So, so things can turn. Things can change. You have the ingredients here. You've got everything to bake the cake. Water. You know, I don't know how you make cakes anymore. I think that's it. Water and that stuff that comes out of the box. Right? But it used to be a little more complicated than that. You've got the Holy Spirit. Has anybody ever had a miracle take place in your life? How about your salvation? How about your deliverance? When, when God delivered you from alcohol. When God delivered you from drugs. How about your marriage when God healed your marriage? How about your children when God saved your children from a life of addiction and bondage and so on and so on? Everybody, if you're walking with God, if the Holy Spirit is in your life and on your life, you have a testimony. Because I know God, he doesn't not work in our lives. He does. And it's not just a salvation. You've had healing. I, I know how life is. Things happen. Things come in. But God delivers. God, God, God does miracles in our life. So, so you have the agreements. You, you have the Holy Spirit. You have plenty of extra seats. There's plenty of parking out there. So there are no physical constraints. You have the testimony. The only thing maybe, which, which let, let me tell you, this is such an easy message to, to, to preach here, because you're growing. Amen. If you look at the numbers last year and this year, you grew. And so it's not like we're trying to turn something around. You know what we're trying to do? We're trying to, you know, come on, let's more of this. I see faces here I didn't see here last time. I know there are new people coming into the church. More of that. It is God's desire and God's heart to see churches grow, not stay the same and not shrink back. The Holy Spirit is doing His part. We just need to do our part, and the great commission will continue as it has been since the time that the Holy Spirit was poured out in that upper room. This reminds me of the upper room. Anybody remind you of the upper room? I can see a thousand people here like nothing, like, like nothing. And I'm not saying, you know, all about church, but I do say, that, you know, there needs, maybe needs to be that cultural shift individually in my heart, in my spirit. I need to tell people what God has done in my life. If God delivered you from drugs, maybe there are other people that you can share your testimony 
along the, if you were sick or had cancer or, or were dying in a hospital, your testimony, I, I've gone to hospitals, I, I've walked in, I've seen people on their deathbed, some, some and I would say, well, they, they, you know they're looking for you, like, okay, what do you got? I, 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 all I have is a testimony. I say, what we need here is a miracle. I remember one guy said to me, you see a lot of miracles? It was the husband of, of a woman. And uh, I said, oh boy, a lot of faith in this room. <laughs> you see a lot of miracles? And I went, well, actually, I do. I have. And I took my eyes off of him, and I turned him to the woman. I said, I've seen so many miracles. People in worse shape than you. I've seen that, that the doctors are offering no hope and so on and so forth. In, in my, my own family, I, I've seen it. And I've seen God turn things around and bring healing into people's lives. Now, now I've seen some people completely heal. I've seen some people have six or seven years added to their life. But they should have been dead in, in, in two weeks. And, and so... It's just the testimony is so powerful. Can, can I say this too? Since, since I'm not looking at my notes and I'm just kind of, you know, flowing here. and You guys seem to be into it. And... <laughs> and when you're not, I'll just do the mic drop. <laughs> I never did a mic drop. I'm chomping at the bit to do one. Some of you don't know what a mic drop is, huh? Just like you don't know what a BFF is. But I, I just want to tell you something. What God is doing here is the most amazing thing. I'm telling you, the walls, the signage. I, I, I probably shouldn't do this, but let me do it. No, I won't do it. I took pictures of all those signs. If I did Facebook, I do one post a year, I would put all these signs up, you know, say it was ADG, and all these signs were on the walls, you know. Think big. Look to the future. The future is now. Believe, and so on and so forth. You know, this is, like, I'm thinking, like, I, I, I've been in church lunchrooms that don't have the walls speaking as much as they're speaking in this place. <laughs> And that's not a knock on our church kitchen, please. <laughs> I just know destiny when I feel it. I, I just know conditions and growth when I, when I feel it. I, I know when God is doing something when I feel it. I know anointing when I feel it. I, I know purpose and, 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 and ministries and and everything that God wants to do. I know empty seats when I see them. And I say, hmm, why does God have E.G. in this place, you guys in this place, with these empty seats? He wants to fill them. Oh, let me just say this, too. There is, like, natural... This is not going to make any sense, okay? A natural, spiritual rhythm throughout the year. There's a natural, spiritual rhythm... Throughout the year, where the world somehow 
starts to yearn in their heart, starts to say, Lord, I know there's more. Do, do you know Pastor Steve and Pastor Nancy? They got saved on Easter Sunday. Maybe they were CEO Christians. You know what a CEO Christian is? Christmas and Easter only. <laughs> then. But they knew there was something. Oh, we were watching Jesus of Nazareth. We were working together. And we were watching it. And that's always with the week leading up to Good Friday. <laughs> used to take a whole week to, to, to watch it on TV. And uh, well, lo and behold, they went to... He knew about spirit-filled churches and spirit-filled Christianity because he had grown up in a church like that, but, but obviously, had, had, not obviously, but, but had fallen away from that. But on Easter, and, and with that movie, it, there's something. I remember going back to the, the Catholic church. It was Good Friday. And I went back to the church because when I was a kid, we used to go to church on Good Friday. Just go in, you know, light a candle or something. I didn't do that. I would have. You know, if I had a quarter. <laughs> There's a natural rhythm. There's something in people's hearts. We are coming into a time now, Easter Sunday. Trust me. Believe me. I've seen it year after Christmas. Someone was saying Christmas, like that, that you were amazed at, at what God did at Christmas. It's because there's a yearning in people's hearts. That there's a stirring. God has it somehow or other, some way or other, you think the Holy Spirit might be involved, you know, and that God has a plan for the world and for salvation and for revivals and for church growth and so on and so forth. But there is a natural rhythm. You're coming into Easter Sunday. This place for sure could be filled Easter Sunday for that Easter program. And and, uh, who knows what what God would want to do here. But I'm seeing growth. I'm sensing growth. There's a destiny. There's a purpose on this place. And I want to tell you something. Don't complicate it. It doesn't have to be over-religious. In fact, if you bring a religious thing to somebody, they're going to say, yeah, been there, done that, heard that. But if you share a testimony, let me tell you about testimonies. They hold up in a court of law. Okay? If they have you come into a court of law, you put your hand, you swear to tell the whole truth, the whole, so help you God. Let me tell you, testimonies, they're real. They ooze out of you because they happen to you. They, 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 so, so someone comes up and says, well, what were you doing there? Look, I don't know. I was blind, and now I see. And, and, and the judge says, you're not going to believe this guy? A blind person could believe this guy was blind. And, and you know, well, I shouldn't say it. Testimonies, they hold up the cross-examination. They're real. They're things that are happening. Nobody convinced you the things that happened in your life didn't happen. And they, it oozes off of you. Look, my wife had cancer. They sent people in. They anointed her with oil. She's, she's alive. She's, the doctors have paperwork. They, they, there's, there's corroboration. There's other testimonies that, that support your testimony and so on and so forth. There's something really, the Bible even talks about it. By the word of their testimony, they were, una- they were, uh, they were able to undo the works of the devil. Satan was cast down to this earth by the blood of the Lamb and by the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, I can do that. I have a master's in theology. I, I slipped that in. It's not really there. But I could show you how it is, kind of. By the blood of the Lamb... Your salvation, 
by the Holy Spirit, go ye, receive power. Don't try to go without the Holy Spirit, but go get the Holy Spirit first. And then, by the word of their testimony, they overcame the works of the devil. And I want to tell you something. The, word, the devil knows, you read that verse, he knows he has but a, a short time. And, and he is working overtime to destroy young people's lives, to get them to commit suicide, to get them to hang themselves. The, the drugs nowadays, they're so unforgiving. You take it once, you're hooked. He's working overtime to destroy marriages, to destroy families, uh, to, to, to uh, grip them with vices of, of gambling and so on and so forth. By the power and the word of your testimony, you can undo that. There's a power on your testimony. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it, but it's something to do with the Holy Spirit. And the person, you might say, well, that wasn't well received. But then the person goes home. They put their head in their pillow at nighttime. And these words, because the Holy Spirit comes. Hey, testimony was brought to the, and, and they wake up at 2 in the morning. Pastor Ron, did I, I had brought the gospel to Pastor Ron. I brought him to my church. Didn't catch. Didn't hook. Didn't. But, but then he had a dream. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus came to you with open arms in a dream. And, and so don't look at the person. Don't look at their face. Don't see. You, you see a lot of miracles? Actually, I do. Don't, don't worry about that stuff because the Holy Spirit will brood over that person. The Holy Spirit will make that person uneasy. The Holy Spirit will, will bring the conviction and so on and so forth. You, you just have to know your part is just to tell people what God did in your life and the Holy Spirit will do the rest in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We pray you are blessed by our Legacy Church podcast and hope to see you soon at our church service in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can connect with us on any social media platform at Legacy Church RI. Have a blessed week.